Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you. Good to see uh, all of you that are uh, joining us online. And of, uh, of course, we are in this series called uh, Rooted, uh, second week. And uh, we're, we're kind of just looking at this idea of like, how do, we, how do we sink these deep roots as a community down into those things that, that actually help us uh, to nurture and to grow like this beautiful thing that's uh, going on around here as a community. And as I said, uh, I talked about this a little bit last week. God really is doing something unique in this church, in this community, in a way that I, I don't know that I've seen in 30-some in years of ministry. And it really is a special thing. And, and I've got to say, it's um, at the core of it, it's not like, it, it's not uh, sermons or ministry or certain programs or services or what we're doing that. I think part of what's happening that I've noticed and maybe some of you have noticed and I know some of our staff and elders are noticing is uh, it, it's with you. It's with you. It is what God is doing or has done in you and is now doing through you in a really unique way in and through this community where there is this level of acceptance and connection of what's happening in your lives and in your spiritual journeys uh, that is really, really precious. And I want to I wanna get at some of that uh, here this morning. In fact, my goal this morning um, is to really just in some ways highlight what I think is kind of going on around here in a way that just gives us an awareness and a way to engage it more. Um, because God really is doing something through you and us finding ways to join what God is doing is, uh, is kind of what I want to do uh, with this morning uh, here. So I want to look at this passage uh, in the New Testament. It's by one of the apostles. It's by the apostle Peter. And in a letter that he writes to the churches in general uh, in the first century, uh, he has this passage where he kind of encourages this kind of relational connection. And that's, that's part of, of what we're seeing as a church right now. There's this kind of just beautiful, loving, relational connection that is just uh, uh, fostering something really amazing uh, in our church right now. So if you want to follow along, we'll put the verses up on the screen, or if you want to follow along in your Bible, First uh, Peter um, chapter 4, verse 8. First Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Uh, and we're just going to look at these three verses. Uh, it says this, Above all, Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And then verse 10, and this is where we're going to focus this morning. Each of you should uh, use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And so he's kind of talking about this kind of relational investment uh, here. And what, uh, what I want to do this morning is I want to just look at uh, three insights. I just want to, in fact, I'm going to just highlight these three insights out of verse 10. And then I, I want to kind of put it together in a way that, that maybe we don't often see uh, out of this passage, but, I, but there's something kind of cool that Peter does here that I, that I want to illustrate and, and pull out this morning that I think will help all of us go, hey, I, I, I see how I can get behind and participate in this thing that God is doing uh, around here. So I'm going to look at these three 
insights briefly and then kind of put it together in this illustration and application. So let me start with the first insight here, really simple. And it's this, there is a unique giftedness to everyone. Every one of you uh, in here, there is this unique giftedness that you have. Look at what he says in verse 10. He says, each of you should use whatever gift, whatever gift you have received. And when you look in the New Testament, uh, there are places where it talks about uh, these gifts that we have that are like spiritual gifts. Um, uh, I think what Peter is doing here is he's, he would for sure be including that, but I think he's also including just in general, there's this kind of giftedness that we all have from God. And that giftedness can be spiritual gifts, but it can be a giftedness of, of like what God has done, how he's wired you uniquely in your personality. That, that there may be a kind of giftedness you have in empathy or compassion, or there might be a, a service orientation that you have in your personality, or there may be a kind of experience that uh, you have. You may be, uh, you know, a, a more compassionate, giving kind of person, or you may have like teaching gifts or leadership gifts, but whatever it is, whatever, whether it's skills or spiritual gifts or out of your personality, we all, we're all gifted uniquely in some way. And, and think about that, right? In a, like in a church our size, in fact, just like look around the room for a second, like just look around the, the room for a second and just all the people, every one of these people that you see in this room are uniquely gifted. And what he's saying is like, in whatever way you're gifted, right? Now all those uniquenesses, I'm gonna use that, right? God's doing uh, something in and through you. Uh, Second insight is this, we get to apply God's grace to others. And, and I want you to notice uh, this. This is God's grace. It's like there's something of God's that we get to apply. He says, look back at verse 10 again. He says, as faithful stewards, of God's grace. And that is like administrators or um, um, uh, like serving or applying God's grace. And what I think is unique about this is what Peter doesn't say is like, okay, I, I, want, you, I want you to cultivate some grace. I want, you to, I want you to cultivate something that is like just yours and you give that away. And you see examples of that in the Bible where there's something where he's asking us to like do something with what we have. What he says here is a little different than that. He's like, like so God has all of this grace And part of the way that it gets given out is we each get to be stewards. We get to take something that is God's and we get to be the ones that get to give this away and minister uh, this out. Now, third insight, and and with this one, we'll start to see how all these come together with kind of how I want to walk this out uh, this morning. But um, uh, look back at the, and it's the very end of verse 10 where he says, stewards of God's grace in, and here it is, in its various forms. Um, and those last two words, various forms, in Greek is one word. Are you excited? <laughs> You're like, well, that's exciting. Okay, but he, here's the thing. So that one word in Greek that we translate various forms, if there was ever a word in Greek that you could translate as polka-dotted, 
it'd be this word, right? So when you think about polka dots, you know, all the different polka dots or whatever, um, the, one of the root meanings of this word uh, is multicolored, right? That's where you like, so sometimes, you, and, it, and there's actually examples where it can get applied in this like polka dotted way. But uh, at its root meaning, it's multicolored. It's, it's an artist kind of term, multicolored. And so what's multicolored? God's grace. It's, it's, what it's saying here is, and here's the third insight. God's grace is like a multicolored uh, palette of paints. Like, like God's grace isn't like just like one color, one way. And you know, when you think about God's grace, we've talked about this in the past, think of God's favor. In all the different ways God's favor gets expressed uh, to us and in the world. And who's getting to use and apply this palette of all of these different colors? We do. We, we, like, we get to apply this. We get to, we get to do this. And, and here's the point again. God has done something unique in you and now is doing something unique through you. And, and, it, and he's using this kind of uh, artistry um, illustration or, or language here to kind of capture this idea. So when you think about like, and I want you to think about this like in a, in a, like a painter's illustration here. So if we all have this multitude of different gifts, it's like we're a community of uniquely gifted different kinds of painters. And the paint that we use, what it's saying here, is God's grace. And it comes in a, this endless variety of colors. And here's the point. God's grace is endlessly expressed in unique ways. And that's how, like, this is working through us as a community. L let me illustrate it uh, in this way. I want to use this illustration. So years ago, when my kids were really little, uh, they were both very artistic and into art, and, you know, and in my office, I would hang pictures of, like, their art. Like, I'd have a piece of, like, construction paper with macaroni noodles glued onto it, you know, or a, a family portrait drawn with crayons where our, our heads were, like, triangle-shaped or something like this, right? And so as my kids got older and their artistic skills became more refined— um, I was like, hey, I, I want you to make a new painting. I'm going to replace the macaroni, you know, noodles um, with something else on the walls of my office. And so they were like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'd love to do that. And I said, so like maybe make something that captures, uh, you know, like that adventurous side of who I am. I'm like, I, I, like I want something really cool. And so uh, they started working on some different ideas and stuff. And so my son, my son uh, started working on this. And what you have to know about him as an artist, he loves symbolism. And it's because he wants to put things uh, in a painting that is, that everything in it has meaning. And so he, he painted this picture of an old, old ship. And it's actually like in the back of the ship in the captain's quarters. And he's got all of these different things in it. Um, and you can get lost in all the different things, but they all mean something. Like he's got this storm that's clearing out in the back window. And uh, he painted a statue, right? And you wouldn't like normally have a, 
a statue like in the captain's quarter of the ship or whatever. But he did this because um, uh, he knows that like I love ancient Greek history and had to study it and everything. And this is a statue of the goddess Artemis, who was the goddess of like hunting and adventure and wildlife. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And, and I, we could spend 30 minutes going over all the little things in this thing of, of what it all means. But that's who he, who he is. He, he wants it meaningful and all this symbolism and used these rich colors. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, I talked to her about it and I had, uh, I had the pleasure of recently getting back from a trip to Africa and I was all excited about that. And so I was like, well, maybe you like could do like a, a painting of like an elephant or something. She goes, oh yeah, I'll do that. So then she started talking about what she was going to paint for her uh, elephant. And um, or my elephant, right? Because it's going to be on my wall. And she goes, I, I think I'll use like purple. And I was like, and maybe gray, because most of the elephants I saw were like gray. And she goes, hmm, or it's like in yellow and maybe an orange. And I'm like, and a gray, because elephants are gray, right? And she's like, well, and maybe I could get like a purpley blue and some other, you know, an orangey color in it. And I'm like, oh man, like, uh, like, I started to get a little bit worried because I thought she's going to paint me an elephant. And it's going to look like an elephant that was like captured by hippies or something. And they painted it like one of their VW buses or something. And I was going to put this in my office. But you, you have to understand, like for her as an artist, she's, she sees color where like we wouldn't normally see color. And she sees color working together. She, she wants those colors to pop. So she drew an elephant that was like purpley and orange and yellow. And like, and when I saw it, I was like, wow, that really does look like an elephant that wasn't captured by hippies. Like, it, like it's like, that really works. I love that. And, and what's interesting is they took uh, like the same paints, like, you know, at our house, like, you know, we've got like tubs of paints and artists, you know, stuff at our house. Cause I've got two artists living in my house. And, and out of those same paints, that variety of colors, they, they took who they were gifted uniquely by God, and it just came out in who they were and how they applied it. And what I want you to see here is what Peter is saying is like, I, I want you to think about how God has gifted you uniquely. God has made every one of you in this room uniquely different in your giftings. But then he's also given you this palette of color that is his grace. And, and, and like we're all a canvas that God is using in all of this. Do you see how this works? It's like, it's like God's grace is like a beautiful art that can be endlessly expressed. Like there's, there's no end to how God can continue to express his grace in beautiful ways in our lives. And I want you to think for a moment, if you take this illustration of what like Peter is doing, like with all of these colors, it's like you're a, you're a canvas. You're a canvas. And I want you to think for a moment how God has maybe used someone in your life to start taking the beautiful colors of his grace and they started painting grace into your life. In fact, 
who, who would you say? Is there someone, like what name comes to mind when I say who has painted grace into your life in, in some significant way? Like what was that like? And, and, and I want you to think about this. I want, and I really want you to think about a name or names in this. And the next question is what did they do? Because they, there was something that they did in your life to have their name pop into your heart and your mind in these moments. And like specifically, what did they do? Like, how did you experience that grace? Was it, was it an encouraging moment? Was it a moment where they were just with you? Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes we, we experience God's grace because there's someone who comes alongside us and they just know how to be with you. Ever, ever go through a difficult moment and there was just someone and it's just like man they were just in the room with you and it's just like just knowing they were there did something for you or uh maybe it's because they just they helped maybe they just showed up and they just like they helped cook a meal in a moment that it was uh important or or maybe there was nothing bad going maybe it's just like a normal time in life and it's just like you know what they just showed up and they helped with a meal like they cook with a meal or they just we went to the movies together or they just shared something in their life and like like what was it that they did in there because the truth is, you probably have multiple stories. You probably have multiple people that have done that. I was just thinking back just, uh, just this week. I, uh, I was on a conversation with a friend, and as we were talking about it, I looked down at my watch, and what I thought was like five minutes was like 30 minutes. And I just realized, like, this friend in this conversation, just getting to have this 30-minute phone call, there, there were things that happened in that phone call that I was just like, that was so life-giving. And it was just like God's grace just like flooding into my soul in those moments. Or I think about the staff that I get to work uh, with. You know, you get to see in moments, you get to see like Seth or Stacy or Ryan up here on the on platform when they're teaching. And you just see like parts of who they are and their personality and one of some of the wonderful things about them. Or, or maybe uh, you're a part of a ministry someplace and you get to work with some of our other ministers around here. And I was just thinking, those are my teammates and I, I, I get to work with them. And there's moments where they bring great joy. There's moments uh, where they just bring great insights. You know, these sermons, uh, you know, I, I know I've said this before, but there's no sermon you hear that is created by a single individual. And I get to, I get to work with Ryan and Stacy and, and Seth, and there's just moments where I'm just like, man, I am so glad you're here because this is going to be such a better sermon because of some insight that you brought to it, that God used you, and it just, man, I'm glad about that, Right? How, how has God been painting grace and goodness into your life? See, yesterday afternoon, like, I was like, I've got this great idea where I'm going to put these paintings on easels, and these paintings that I've got are in big, heavy frames, and they won't, they, they won't be on, they, you know, regular easels can't hold them. And Jenny, who uh, you probably not, don't hardly ever get to meet, who is on staff, um, but she is behind the scenes so often. In fact, uh, she helps run our worship department, and she showed up here yesterday and just helped put easels together. And I just thought, that's one of my teammates. And it's just like she was helping me and just like painting grace into my life. And I bet you have people in your life that are doing the same thing, right? Now, I want you to imagine for a moment, like all those different things. Imagine for a moment, what, what would it be like if maybe 
I don't know, a few of those things, like think of your favorite one. And if that just didn't happen, if that person wasn't there and didn't paint that moment of grace into your life. And then maybe think about another one that you really liked. And what if that one didn't happen? And maybe you're saying, well, you know, life goes on and I would have been okay and I would have figured it out. Like I could have, I could have come up with a sermon this morning with, without, you know, the team or whatever and that life would have gone on. But think about what happens when you start pulling all of those moments away. What does life start to feel like? You know, it starts to feel a little blank and bland, doesn't it? And all of a sudden you realize, you know, God has been using, like God did something beautiful with some of these people in my life. And, and if I didn't have what God was doing in them, the way they were painting that grace in my life, it's like I become a little bit of just like a blank canvas, right? You know, the reality is every canvas needs a painter, doesn't it? Every canvas needs a painter. I look at my life and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I need a lot of painters in my mind, right? We all need God using other people as painters. It's like God did something in them and he gave them paint. And then they started to paint beautiful things into our lives. And our lives are filled with it. But I want you to th think of it in this way as well. In all of those moments that God is painting something good or beautiful into your life, like, it's, it's kind of like he's, he's doing something in you that you now have something to paint with. It's like you have some paint. You, you've got this palette that has been cultivated in your life in all of this. God has been at work in you and now you get to paint into the lives of other people. See, God's grace is like beautiful art that is endless in its expression, where you are both the painter and the canvas. That's what I want you to get this morning. You are both the painter and the canvas of God's multicolored, beautiful grace in this world. That's what Peter's saying in this passage, see? Um, and so here's the application. And the application is really simple, but I'm going to still talk for a while, <laughs> right? I'm going to give, I'm going to give the application to you in one line, but I'm going to take a little bit more time, right? We wouldn't want the sermon to end too early, right? Um, and, and break it out because, uh, because again, I see this already happening. And what I want to do is I want us to become more aware of it. And I want us to get behind it more. I want us to say, I want to join God in what God is doing in this place. But here's the application. The application is so simple, um, but we'll, 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 We'll dive into it a little bit more. And the application is simply this. Find some canvas, take the paint you have, and paint something beautiful. Let me say it again. Find some canvas, pa uh, take the paint you have, and paint something beautiful. Because we're sitting in a room and there's all this canvas. We are all the canvas, and we all have paint. God has given each of you unique giftings as painters. Even if you don't realize it, I promise you, 
You are a unique and talented painter in some way. And you have a palette of God's grace that is filled with different colors. So here's what I want to do. In a real practical way, I want to walk through what some of those colors look like, what God's grace looks like, and and a little bit of how we all bring uniquenesses to it. And as I go through this list, this is in no way an exhaustive list. This is a list to just get us... I want to stimulate your mind to get you thinking about what, what are the paints that I have and, and, and how am I gifted to be able to paint something beautiful into the lives of someone else. So, so let me just walk through a few of these. Um, empathy, compassion, and care, right? If you're someone that, that has a natural inkling to compassion um, or care or empathy, your compassion needs a, can- uh, needs a canvas to paint it on, right? We, if you're a painter, you need to be able to paint, right? There, there, don't hold that back here. Um, and, and so ask yourself, right? Gosh, if you're like, you know, I do have a lot of, uh, compassion comes easy for me. Then I want you to think about how can you uniquely express that, uh, express that compassion? Maybe it's through a particular person. Maybe it's a particular way. Maybe it's as simple as taking somebody out for coffee. Maybe it's a kind of conversation. Maybe it's through something you would actually make or create and give as a gift uh, to someone. Um, you know, I think about this uh, this week. Uh, I was uh, in a, uh, a conversation and it was like ministry related. We're sitting in my, it's actually sitting at my desk and I'm talking through with someone and we kind of wrapped up the, the ministry side of it. It was with Ryan and Ryan and I are talking and our, our conversation just kind of drifted off into something else. And, and what I realized was like, is I shared something that was going on in my life that it's just kind of trying to navigate the last few weeks. Um, uh, Ryan's compassion just came out and he started like there's this thing where he asked me some questions and he shared something. All of a sudden I realized we're not talking about ministry here. This is a moment where he just saw something that I was wrestling with and, and, and instead of going, well, you know, you got that. That's good. It's just all of a sudden it's just like he just started painting a little compassion in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, man, I, I, I need to talk about this some more. I want to share this. And it was just, and all of a sudden, I realized, I know what he's doing. I, and I needed this. And, and he just had this way of asking some questions and stating some things in such a caring way that I just, I felt the compassion. And if you have those skills, if, if your heart and your mind lends itself to seeing those moments, paint. That's your gifting. That's the paint that you have. Paint, paint into somebody's life with some compassion. Um, maybe, here's another uh, area, maybe it's with investing or supporting right? Like, you know how to invest in somebody's life relationally, or you know how to support someone relationally in a particular way. Uh, And this comes in in different ways. Uh, For some of you, uh, this will come because you serve, right? Um, If I were to say, hey, um, uh, we need someone to be praying uh, uh, for some folks here, and and we've we've got a prayer group, and you'd go like, okay, I I can do that. I'll pray. But after 10 minutes of praying, you're just like, Okay, we're praying, and I'm not against prayer, and I'll pray some more, but 
I'd really like to get out of this chair and go do something with my hands. Let me go build something. Let me go set up a room for a ministry. Let me go help out someplace. Because you're a doer, right? This is like, you're going to support other people relationally because you like, you want to get in there and, and maybe it's because you want to go help fil- fix something at their house. You want to go support them in a ministry. Like, like Jenny showed up yesterday and was just like help putting together easels uh, in this thing just so this morning could happen. And if that's you, like that is a beautiful thing. You know, uh, this morning, uh, as I was getting ready for the first service and, uh, there's kind of this routine we go through. Like whoever's preaching, they kind of come in and they go through some things and there's always changes. There's always changes to the sermon. And with my sermons in particular, there's always lots of changes, right? To the point that like we're changing slides and props and doing all kinds of stuff. And so whoever is on data, who's like, uh, who's like putting all the verses up and all the points and stuff up on the screens, all of that changes. Like I send them notes ahead of time and it's all highlighted and it's wonderful. And then it all changes, right? And we have a volunteer here and I, it's just, and it hit me. I'm sitting down with minutes to go before the service starts, okay? Minutes to go. And I'm like, okay, we're going to change this and this. And it'd be so nice, right? If, if it was just like when I walked in early this morning, if none of that changed, but I don't have that gift, right? So it's like, I'm scrambling to make all these change. And Barb, who works up in data, I'm sitting there with her and she is so graciously going over all of the changes, like last minute as we're going through all of this stuff. But she just serves behind the scenes. Barb has been, and she didn't know I was gonna do this this morning until I did it in the first service. She has served here for 38 years. Isn't that beautiful? Like I just, I think about just the, the way she has served uh, here. Um, I think about two beautiful people that I see right now, uh, the Knips, uh, that are sitting in the front row. And I didn't know you all going to be here. And you all have served here, I bet, for more than 40 years from everything from playing 45? Hello. 50. 50 years. Just, is that right? 50 years. Everything, everything from from playing the piano to instruments to leading worship to things behind the scenes. Just like, it's endless. And, and, and praying for me, helping to raise me around here at moments. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, maybe that's you. Serve. Use those hands. And, and I say this because sometimes you feel like, well, I'm like uh, my part's not important. I don't know how to teach the Bible in some eloquent way, and I'm not great at prayer. I don't like, I think of those spiritual gifts. Your gift is spiritual, because there's a spiritual implication to it, right? Um, I think about uh, what it means to support or invest. You know, um, I go back to like my teenage years, and some of you may not know this, um, but like the senior pastor before me was a guy by the name of Roger Berry. In fact, in, and Roger is here this weekend. Are you in this service, Roger? Is he in here? I don't, is he here? There he is, Roger. It's so good to see you. So Roger served as not just the senior pastor before me, but he was my pastor from the time I was a little kid around here. And some of you may not know this, but it, it, I didn't just step in behind Roger to become the senior pastor here. He came alongside me and he supported me. He invested his life into me 
um, all through my ministry years and really became a mentor, showing me how to do ministry. And, and the truth is, I would have never been, I, would have, I just would have never been the senior pastor of this church if it wasn't for Roger and the investment that he made. He painted grace into my life. And some of you, some of you don't even realize it, but that's you. You just, like, you know how to come alongside someone and just begin supporting them. And, and you know how to guide them in certain moments. You know how to just be there for them in certain moments. You know how to be that voice of wisdom in their life at certain moments. You know how to be the person that they need to lean on in certain moments. And if that's you, if that's your giftedness, take that paint of grace and begin painting something beautiful into their lives. Uh, another area, another area, joy and blessing. Joy and blessing. Uh, there's a great passage in uh, Proverbs, Proverbs uh, chapter 17. Let me just read this to you real quick. Uh, verse 22, it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A joyful heart. It's like joy is like a medicine, right? Joy and laughter. We need that in our lives. We just, if we go without joy, we just, we like start to dry up a little bit. And you know what? Some of you, like this is your spiritual gift, right? Some of you are going, wait a minute, that, that's a gift? Yeah. Like, I, so like I have a, I've got several friends like that, but I've got one friend in particular who, and he is this guy that I've gone camping with, I've gone hunting with. Like we find ourselves like around a fireplace or excuse me, a, like a, a campfire. And there have been moments, I kid you not, where I've been sitting in front of a campfire and we start to laugh. Like he'll, like he'll say something funny or tell a funny story or banter with me. And, and there have been moments where I start to laugh so hard, like I, I can't speak anymore. I can barely breathe. Like there've been moments where if he did one more funny thing, I might've died from it. Just from, you know, it's just like, and then, then it's just like later you just go, oh my gosh, I needed that. Have you ever had a moment where you've been with that person who just brought, they just made you laugh. They made you see something in a way that just brought so much goodness in your life. Maybe it was just, they walked through the Door. Do you have someone in your life like this? They walk through the door and you just start smiling. That's a gift, isn't it? And we need that. And maybe that's you. Maybe you see things going on in life and you always find that way to bring joy. Maybe it's through a gift that you give. Maybe it's through humor. Whatever it is, if that's your gifting, Paint that into people's lives because if we don't have joy, if we don't have blessing, some of you bring that joy. It's through things that you give. You're a giver at heart and you just, you bless people through things that you give and your gifts bring joy, right? They just, they bless the relationships around you. Paint that. Keep painting that into the lives and into the canvas of all the people you see around you. One more area. One more area. And it's this. Acceptance and love. Acceptance and love. You know, uh, we have looked uh, quite a few times here recently um, at some passages out of the book of Romans, which was written by Paul. I want to read to you one of the, one of the things he uh, wrote in Romans chapter 15, verse 7. He says this. He says, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. And, and this is that theme that you see with Paul oftentimes, this idea of like, learn to accept people. 
learn to love people. Like there's like this, like he, Paul has this great emphasis in many of his books about what it means to put so many other things aside that we might learn to accept and love other people. Now, here is the irony with, with this. Paul m- highlighting this idea of acceptance. Um, when, when we first see Paul in Scripture, um, he is a really mean dude, okay? He is a Pharisee, and he is, he is bent on bringing down Christians. In fact, he is responsible for going after Christians, having Christians put to death, having Christians persecuted. He is trying to stamp out Christianity. And he goes on and on, and just, he persecutes Christians like crazy. There's nothing accepting about him. And then one day, Jesus shows up in his life in a very dramatic way, in a vision, and he becomes a Christian. And he's like, guys, I'm one of you now. I'm a Christian. And you know what all the Christians in the church did? Stay away. (laughs) We don't trust you, right? They're just like, hmm, we don't believe that. And even even if you are a Christian, we still don't like you because you were mean, right? And no one will come around him. No one will take a chance with him except for one guy. One of Christ's early followers, one of the disciples, Barnabas. Because you know what? And this is just the heart and soul of Barnabas. In fact, when you learn about Barnabas throughout the New Testament, he is this guy, he just has this heart of acceptance and love. Barnabas says, you know what? Somebody, even Paul, even Paul needs acceptance. And so Barnabas says, I'll go and meet him. Might be a bad idea, it might be a trap, and I might die, you know, but, right? But I'm going to go meet him. And he doesn't. Here's what I want you to do. This, like, we, we don't often think about this. But if Barnabas wouldn't have said, you know, I've got some paint here. And it's the acceptance of God. It is God's grace. It is one of these beautiful colors. And I see a blank canvas called Paul. And I'm going to go paint some acceptance into his life. If Barnabas wouldn't have done that, because Barnabas was ultimately the guy who actually leads Paul into the church at large, introduces him to all of the early church leaders, and brings him into the fold. If Paul wouldn't have done that, or excuse me, if Barnabas wouldn't have done that, we might not have everything that Paul wrote. Like Barnabas is the one that opened the door to Paul's ministry with the leaders of the church. Like, a, a, there is a massive chunk of the New Testament that is written by Paul. Think of how often we talk about, and Paul wrote this. What if we didn't have that? Think of the beautiful colors. Think of the beautiful expressions that we just wouldn't have. But it's because Barnabas said, I'm going to paint that. And you know, the truth is on this one, acceptance and love, we all have this paint. We all have God's acceptance and God's love. We've all experienced this. And, and this is my particular care in this one, friends. Like this, I, this one really matters to me. Because if we, I think there's this thing that happens that if, if we have this paint, this multicolored paint of God's grace, and we never take time to paint it into the lives of other people. It's like that paint dries up in the jars. 
and we end up being followers of Christ and we just have all of these dried up jars of grace that never make their way out to become beautiful expressions and paintings of what God can do. See, it's not just that we're all a canvas that needs a painter. Every painter needs a canvas. Every paint, if, if a painter doesn't paint, like something's gone wrong in this. We, we, like there's, we need to do that. My kids, after they painted these things for me, it's not like they said, well, there you go, dad, I painted for you. They were like, dad, what did you think of it? What, like they, like they painted it. It's like they put their heart and their soul into it. And they, and there was something that they got out of it. There was something that nourished them back. And every moment that you paint grace into somebody else's life, there's just, there's something good that you get out of it. Cause you are like a painter that got to express the uniqueness of who you are with the beauty of God's palette of all of his paints. And I know this is true, not just because I read it in scripture. I know it's true because I've been experiencing it with you guys in unique and beautiful ways. There's, I mean this, God has been doing something in you in ways that I, that I just haven't seen in 30 years of ministry that's just going on in this spiritual, organic way. I've been watching it happen um, Wednesdays uh, with the Wednesday Connect groups. I have watched uh, new people coming in here that express things like saying, I, I was one Sunday away from never going to church again. And I tried this church in one last try. And what they talked about wasn't a great sermon, wasn't a great, it was you. They, in fact, one person came to me and said, I think I have a home now, right? And I've watched these new people connecting to other new people. And then I've watched people who have been here for decades connecting to these people. Like there's this beautiful, I've watched people showing up who said, I know I'm a canvas and I, I need to find some painters. And I've watched people show up Wednesdays saying, I've, I've got some paint and I want to paint. I want to do something beautiful with the beautiful thing that God has done in my life. And so here's the application, friends. Just keep doing this but be aware and be intentional. Seek to understand the paint that God has given you and find some canvas. And we'll keep painting. And as we keep painting, our roots will keep going deeper and deeper. And we will continue to experience the beauty of God's grace within our community. Amen. Right? Okay, so um, I'm going to close this in prayer. And let me just say this. If you're new, if you're visiting, I'm going to be like right over here uh, by the, the, these tables over here. If you're new, uh, visiting, whatever, I'd love to just shake your hand and welcome you here for the first time. Maybe you've been coming for a while or a short while, a long while, and we've never had a chance to meet. I'd love to, like if we haven't met, I'd love to, uh, just to personally welcome you and shake your hand here this morning. And if you're at some place in your life and you're just like, I need someone to pray for me. I, I need someone to paint some beautiful prayer into my life. We've got some wonderful, wonderful people over in our prayer place here who would love to pray for you uh, here this morning. Why don't you stand? And I'm going to close this in prayer uh, here, here this morning. Let, let, me, let me pray. Father, we just thank you so much for the beauty, the beauty of what you're doing in, in the midst of us. 
And God, thank you so much that you let us participate in that, that we get to be a part of infusing and painting your grace into the people around us. That is a gift to us, and we're grateful. And we pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Have a great morning. See you next week.